Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us, and we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day, and I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events, and uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. Acts chapter 2, we're going to read, amen, from four different books of the Bible. So I'm going to go through these quickly, amen. Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse number 33. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he shed forth this, which ye now see and hear. Look at somebody and say, I see it. And I hear it. Revelations 22 and 1. Don't get spooked. Amen. By the revelations. Amen. This is a book of a revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. And he showed me a pure river of water of life. Say it's a water of life. Clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Verse 17 of the same chapter. Amen. And the Spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, and let him that is a thirst, and whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Let's read that again. And where it said the invitation of come is, I want you to lift your voice and shout that word. And the Spirit and the bride say, and let him that heareth say, and let him that is a thirst, and whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. John 7 and 37, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly, shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believed on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Romans 8 and 11, But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, that he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies, by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Amen. In other words, if Christ is in you, you shall live and not die. We may lay down this temporal existence, which is our, our, our flesh. Amen. But our spirit will live forever somewhere. Amen. I want to preach to you on this Easter Sunday on this thought. The kingdom is already here. The kingdom is already here. And let's pray together right now. Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your anointing in this place, for the victory that we feel in such a rich, powerful, and a mighty way. Lord, I pray that you would open every heart. I pray you would open our understanding and our ears and our spirit, oh God. I pray more than anything today, Lord, that there be a new and fresh, renewed revelation, oh God, of 
your resurrection and what it brought forth to us. And Lord, that today someone would begin to not only receive and believe, but begin to obey that way that you have laid before us through the resurrection in the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Would you give the Lord another hand clap of praise this morning? Hallelujah. Would you just shout, the kingdom is already here. Amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Look at somebody and tell them, I believe the kingdom is already here. We read the Holy Ghost and the Spirit is the same Spirit that resurrected Jesus Christ. Amen. Because it is the Spirit of God. The Holy Ghost is not separate from God. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit is not separate from God, but it is God. Amen. When the Bible associates something with something else, it is intended to be very significant to us, and we need to pay attention when the Bible is reemphasizing something. We must keep in mind that the Holy Spirit is the power that resurrected Jesus Christ out of that grave. Let me, let me say that again. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is the same Spirit that rose the body of Jesus Christ out of that grave. And let me go ahead and just, uh, can I just go ahead and bump my, my Easter pet peeve for just a moment? Amen. And I know people intend well and bless their heart, but when they say today we celebrate the day uh, that, that God rose from the dead. God didn't rise from the dead because God can't die. Amen. The body of Jesus Christ, that was the manifestation of flesh, rose from the dead. But God, the Spirit of God, the Spirit that was in Christ, that eternal God did not. Matter of fact, it descended into the realm of the death for three days and three nights and preached captivity to the souls that were bound in the chains of death. And he arose with power over death, hell, and the grave. Amen. So God did not die for three days and three nights, but only the manifestation of God that is in the body, the flesh of Christ. Jesus died, but but he rose it again on the third day. Amen. Now, now the Bible uh, lets us know that the river is that same spirit. So the Bible uses um, what what is called, it's kind of a big word, but hold on to it for a second. It's called a transmetaphoric association. And what it simply means is that the Bible is using some very common language that's easy for us to understand and to relate it to God to make God relatable to mankind. Does that make sense? In the Old Testament, when it said the eyes of God looketh to and fro. Well, well, the God didn't have eyes. He's a spirit without flesh. Amen. And without form. The, the God is everywhere. The spirit of God is everywhere at the same time. But the, the transmetaphoric association is for us as humans to relate and say, Oh, God sees me at all points 
at all times. Amen. And so it, it better helps us to understand. And so the Bible speaks of the river and speaks of that river as the spirit and that it flows from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Amen. And let's us know, and I'm going to touch on this in a moment, amen, that the Feast of Tabernacles is fulfilled because of the flow of that river from the throne of God and the Lamb. Resurrection life flows from the throne of God. Resurrection life flows from God. Amen. And it flows from the throne of God, the Lamb, who was slain from the foundation of the world. Revelations 21 and 3 says, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is where? with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Somebody shout kingdom because that's what this is, a kingdom. And a kingdom must have a king. The Feast of Tabernacles uh, was to celebrate how Israel was no longer in the wilderness wandering because of their doubt. How many remember that story? They came, God miraculously delivered them out of Egypt, amen, and because of their doubt, they had to wander 40 years, amen, living in tents. Now, I like to camp. I can't get my wife to sleep in a tent, but I could not imagine, amen, as much as we like to camp, Addison, I can't imagine living 40 years in a tent in the middle of a desert, Amen. Doesn't seem fun. To, I'm not a desert person anyway. Uh, I don't think you're going to catch me camp, camping in a tent in the middle of the Mojave. Amen. Now, up in the mountains where it's cooler or down on the beach, hey, I'm good with that. I don't know about going to the desert. But God had the children of Israel wandering 40 years living in tents. And now they were in the promised land after 40 years of wandering and over 400 years of slavery. They are now in the land uh, that God had called them to and remembered all the tabernacles that they had dwelt in in their wandering. These temporal homes, stay with me, these temporal homes, these temporal dwelling places that would constantly be moved and the fluctuation of where they would be erected and torn down, it was to now establish that there is a kingdom that is not a movable kingdom now. It is an established kingdom and that they are on their way to establishing that kingdom. They were celebrating what had been but was no longer present. They are celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles that there was this portable uh, church, if you would, but now we're in a place that we can be established. And it was greatly associated with what the Bible calls the river of life. You see, there is a kingdom and it's God's kingdom. And in God's kingdom, there is a river. And that river that flows out of God's kingdom is called the river of life. Amen. The river of life is precisely what flowed in the beginning in the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 10 says, And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads or, or into four different ways. When we, we receive a rather everlasting life of the Holy Ghost, when we drink of the river of 
life. We get everlasting life when we drink of the river of life. It is the sure mercies of God that gives us resurrection life. Resurrection life is life that cannot die again. I don't know about you, but that makes me excited to know that there is a river of which we can drink of. And the Bible says uh, that, that we shall be glad when we drink thereof. It is an everlasting life. Amen. Uh, I, I know, I know I'm kind of going in different places, but I'm, I'm going to try and bring this home. Amen. It's Easter and I'm going to preach about the resurrection. And so here we go. Let's bring it together. Genesis chapter 29 and verse 10 says, and it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and what does it say? Rolled the stone from the whale's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. A stone had to be rolled away from the mouth of the whale like the stone had to be rolled away from the mouth of the tomb that Jesus himself laid in. The tomb indicated, rather the stone indicated that there was no flow. And if there's no flow, there's no life. There was no flow from Jacob's well, which meant life could not be given from that well because now it was closed, it was silenced, amen, and it could not give life. But for the flock to be able to drink of the well, somebody had to move the stone out of the way so that the river could flow out and give life and sustenance to anyone that wanted to drink thereof. It is the same thing that happened in Matthew chapter 28, beginning at verse number 2. The Bible says, And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, his raiment white as snow, and for fear of of him the keepers did shake and become as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. I love these next four words. He is not there. Verse 6 says, He is not there, for He is risen as He said. Come and see the place. Come and see the place where the Lord lay. Just like the stone off the well released a river of life. When the stone was rolled away by the angels, it released a river of eternal life. That if any man thirsts, let him come and drink of this well. Somebody shout, I believe that. The resurrection of Jesus Christ opened a well of resurrection into the river of life. 
just as Jesus was resurrected by the Spirit and then sent forth that same Spirit to each one of us. Even the possibility of sending forth the Spirit to us requires His resurrection and ascension. By drinking it, we are sure to obtain the sure mercies of David. It was mercy that God saved us from sin because he did not have to save us. He did not have to redeem us, but he did. Man sinned, man sinned and left the garden but mercy moved him to return us to life and into the kingdom that he wanted to establish and is, should I say, establishing even to this day in this earth. And the Bible says of his government or of his kingdom, there shall be no end. And this mercy is everlasting since death can no longer destroy those who are born again of the water and of the Spirit. Our bodies may be destroyed, but our souls cannot be destroyed when we have drank of that everlasting life. Oh, hallelujah. This body may fail, and it will fail. If you live long enough, Amen. All of your good characteristics of your body are going to go bad. Everything that is now nice and neat and tight and tucked is about to let go and you're going to lose your battle with gravity. Amen. You're going to get hunched over. If, I don't care if you're six foot five, if you live to be 90, you're going to be blessed just being 5'11 because gravity's going to put, it's been pulling at you since the moment you cried out of your mama's womb. You may have grown, but the Bible says from the dust of the earth we came and from the, to the dust of the earth we shall return. You can't, I, I, my, my wife picks on me because I take about 30 vitamins every morning. Amen. And I, I take a lot of vitamins, but there's not enough vitamins that I can take that are going to keep me from getting old, that are going to keep arthritis from setting in, that's going to, that's going to keep my hair from turning gray or turning loose. There's not enough things I can do to keep myself looking and being like I was when I was 19 or 20 years old. You can nip it. You can tuck it. You can have it sucked out or tucked in. You can dye it, fry it. You can do anything you want to do. But eventually death is going to get a hold of every one of us. And it's going to take this body down. But for those who have repented of their sin, for those who went to the water of the river of life and drank freely, and was baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the glorious gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I may face a death in this body, but I will live forever. Amen. And, and this resurrection life. Amen. He experienced the sure mercies of David in his resurrection and his resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus is associated with the stone rolled away from the tomb. Just as the stone rolled away to show resurrection life 
and how his resurrection caused him to ascend to the throne to, the Bible says, shed forth a river of resurrection life to us. Jacob rolled away a stone from the well in order to let water flow forth and feed the flock. The Bible also tells me, hallelujah, that Jesus is the good shepherd. Amen. And a good shepherd will move whatever he's got to move to let water flow that his flock may drink of. Amen. When Jesus rose from the grave, he rolled away the stone and said from here shall flow a resurrection life to him that believes now revelations chapter 7 and verses 16 through 17 says it like this they shall hunger no more neither thirst anymore neither shall the sunlight on them or nor any heat For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of water and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Now look at what Jesus said in John 4 and 13 through 14. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life now you may say why do y'all get so excited at church why are you so excited about resurrection Sunday well first of all let me say we're like this all the time Because the river's flowing. Amen. We have bad days. You better believe it. We get sick. You better believe it. Amen. We have troubles and trials and tribulations and we toil and all those things too. But here's the good news. Amen. I've got a river of life. Come on, I got, the old song says, I got a river of life flowing out of me. It makes the blind to see and sets the captive free. I'm so glad there is a river of life that flows into this kingdom. Amen. You may say, when will that river flow? It's already flowing right now. When will His kingdom come? His kingdom has already come. The kingdom is already here. The river is already running. The water is already flowing. All we need now is somebody that's thirsty that says, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Amen. Amen. Because, amen, because he lives, we can live also. Amen. Because the river flows out of him, uh, amen, we can have drink uh, into everlasting life uh, that we shall never thirst again. Uh, There is the idea of something everlasting, just as sure as mercies, uh, the mercies that carry that idea. An everlasting covenant is associated with the sure mercies of David in Isaiah chapter 15. 
55 and verse 3. The prophet says, incline your ear and come unto me. Hear and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Even the sure mercies of David. Amen. I've got to preach to somebody this morning. Amen. That there is a river that is flowing into this house right now. Amen. It is not a tangible river. It's not a river that you can see with your eyes or touch with your fingers. And you say, well, pastor, how do I know that it's real? Because since the moment you walked into this place, you knew there was something different. You knew that this was something that was happening. As a matter of fact, on the inside of you, there has been a longing that says, I I don't know what's different about this place, but I surely would like that. I see all these people worshiping and shouting and running and dancing. And yes, it's weird, but there's something in me that's just pulling me. That's I want to be a part of that. I, I want whatever they've got. And I've come to tell you this morning that the kingdom is already here. The river is already flowing. Oh, would you lift your hands and your voice to the Lord right now? Hallelujah. Lift your voice to the Lord. I feel the river flowing in this place right now. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. I'm almost done. I just, I've got to, I've got to make some comparisons on something. Amen. Amen. They were never denied water. The sheep were never denied water based on position. Amen. Based on pedigree. Uh, based on where they'd been or who they were. Amen. The Bible said, if any man thirst, let him come. So the only prerequisite to drinking the water would be thirst. It would be thirst. Are you thirsty? Come and drink. We have an old saying back home that says you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. If they're not thirsty, you can't make them drink. You can push their head in it. You can wade them out into the middle of the creek or the river. I've done it many times. And if that horse ain't thirsty, it ain't going to drink even if it's chest deep in it. Amen. But I'm telling you, if you've got a thirst in your soul this morning, whether you've come to this church for 30 years or this is your first, second, or fifth time to come to this church, if there is anything in you that says, I thirst, I want more. There's got to be more to life. There's got to be more to serving God. There's got to be more in this world than just religion. If that's who you are, and you're not seeking religion but you're seeking a river you're in the right place today because the kingdom is already here the river is already here and it's already flowing oh hallelujah the river's already here it's already flowing so I don't know if I'm good enough to drink of that water it has nothing to do with that Hallelujah has nothing to do with it. In the Bible times when they would come to offer up sacrifices before the priest, it was mandatory once a year. Didn't matter who you were, 
Once a year, you had to bring your best lamb, your best ram or goat or bullock or heifer, and you had to bring that to the priest. And the priest, a man, would take that animal and you would offer that on behalf of your sins from your family. And you would walk that lamb or that animal that was to be considered acceptable to be a sacrifice. And you brought your best. You didn't bring, you didn't bring the one that had a, a gimpy leg. You didn't bring the one that had all kinds of issues and hair missing and mange and all that. You, you didn't do You brought your best one. And you brought it to the gate of the temple. And you brought it to the priest. And you handed it to him. And you would say something along these lines. For the sins of myself and my household. I offer this animal to be sacrificed in its blood. It's blood to cover my sins and trespasses until the next year. Then the priest would take that animal and they would gather around it, two or three or four priests, depending on the size of the animal. And they would then take their fingers and they would run it through the coat of that animal. They would make sure that there was no disease. They would make sure that it wasn't lame or it wasn't gimp. And they would make, they would look at that animal and they would keep their eyes on it and they would make sure that it, it, it didn't have any intestinal issues or any kind of problems. And, and, and then they would at some point look at you and say, it is acceptable and may your sins be forgiven. And then the process of, of killing that animal and its blood being taken unto the mercy seat of God on your behalf would happen. I want you to notice what the priest did not do. The priest did not examine the one who brought the animal. He only examined the animal. Because none of us in our flesh could ever be acceptable in God's sight. We could never be good enough to earn God's mercy on our own. So the priests were directed by God, examine the sacrifice, not the giver of the sacrifice because they are already flawed. They are already with sin in their life. And it doesn't matter what they've done. If they're a murderer, it doesn't matter. If they're a liar, it doesn't matter. If they're a cheat, it doesn't matter. If they're an abuser, it doesn't matter. All that matters is, is they come and they bring the sacrifice so that they can have mercy given to them for one more year. Oh, but when Jesus Christ, the Bible who says was the lamb slain from the foundations of the world, when he came and he offered up his life, a man as the eternal sacrifice for my sins and yours. Amen. He was hung upon that tree. He died upon that cross and his blood went forth out of him. Amen. The Bible says that his blood his blood purchased us from our sins. Amen. It gave us the opportunity to not just have life but life more abundantly and not just life more abundantly but life eternally if any man is willing 
if any man is thirsty, let him come and let him drink. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here this, this morning moving in this place. You know what it was? It was the river of God that began to flow and say, if you're thirsty, come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You see, the water is not going to discriminate who drinks from it. The water is not going to discriminate and say, you're worthy, but you're not. You've done too much. You come from a bad family. You've done a lot of bad things. The water doesn't discriminate. The water just opens up its arms and says, if you're thirsty, you come on in. If you're thirsty, come on in. If you're thirsty, come on in. If you want to be a part of the kingdom, come on in. Would you stand with me? Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place today. There's a river that is already here. The kingdom is already here. Oh, I feel it in this place right now. You see, this is why the condition of your mind and your soul is miserable. It's because we try like that old stubborn horse that won't drink from the water. We try and think we can do it on our own. We can make it on our own. But I'm going to tell you something. You can't. You'll never be good enough to make it on your own. You'll never be able, you'll never, you'll never in your flesh be able to do enough to satisfy the craving of your heart for something that is real, for something that is eternal and sustainable. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Now is the appointed time. Right now is the moment. Just in John 4, when Jesus told the woman at the well, I can give you water that you thirst not, neither come hither to draw. How many times did I read it in your text in the book of Revelations where he said, come. I'm inviting you, come. Not based on your goodness, not based on what you've done, but based on what? He's done. My Bible tells me that at Pilate's Hall, the Jews cried out for Barabbas to be released unto them. Barabbas was a murderer. He was a terrorist. He was an insurrectionist. He was a revolutionary. You know, Barabbas, not one time did he ever thank Jesus for taking his place. They were going to crucify Barabbas that day. Undoubtedly, Barabbas and Jesus rubbed shoulders as Barabbas was passing out of the crowd and Jesus was passing through it. Not one time, not one time did Barabbas look at him and say, thank you, or I'll be praying for you, or nothing, no gratitude. With that blood that Jesus shed, it didn't matter. If Barabbas wanted salvation, he could get it. Because you see, Jesus knew if Barabbas is ever going to be like me, I got to become like him and take his place and his sin and nail it to my cross. I'm telling somebody this morning there is a river of life. There is a river of life that is flowing through this place right now you just lift your hands right where you are and let every believer 
open their mouth to heaven and say, thank you, Lord, for the kingdom that is already here, for the blessed kingdom that has already come. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I feel his presence moving through this place. You say, Pastor, you keep saying you feel his presence. You feel the river. It's the same thing. His spirit has always been symbolized by moving waters, and it's in this place right now. Do you need healing? There is a river. Do you need joy and hope? There is a river. Do you need salvation and mercy? There is a river. There is a river. All you've got to do is come and drink of that river. All you've got to do is come and drink of that river. Come and drink of the river that flows from the throne of God. That flows from the Lamb of God. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, lift that voice for a moment, First Church. I, I, I feel something shifting in the atmosphere. Atmosphere's right. You know what I hear a lot of times? I hear a lot of times I hear people say, but I don't know how to pray. I, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to repent. I, I, I don't know how to talk to God. Let me ask you something. Do you know how to drink? Do you know that sucking reflex is one of the last things to go in a patient? And his dementia all the time, they forget how to walk, they forget how to talk, but they, they never forget how to drink or how to suck. It's the first and last thing. First thing you receive when you're born, the last thing you leave, lose before you. What I'm saying is this. If you know how to, easy as it is to be able to drink, that's how easy it is to pray. All you got to do is talk to him. All you got to do is open your mouth. And just start with, Jesus, I love you. Lord, I thank you for the river that's in this place. All, all you got to say is, and you may not even understand the intricacies and the theology that is behind it, but if you just begin to lift your hands right now and say, Lord, I'm thirsty. Give me this water that I thirst not, Lord. Lord, I'm thirsty. Lord, I, I, I'm searching and I'm thirsty. Lord, I, if you begin to pray that, Amen. It's just as easy as taking a drink and just begin to talk to him right now. Amen. I want you to take somebody by the hand right now as the Spirit of the Lord is moving in this place. And I want you to invite them to come down to where the river's flowing right now. I want you to invite them to come on down to the altar with you for a few moments this morning. He went all the way to Calvary for me. Come on, go to that altar and I want to accept the Jesus. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. 
And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.